Hello and welcome to In The House Sports with Jay. And Jay, hello from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Rainy Calgary, that is. How's it going? It is episode 55, Saturday, May 8th, 2021. And it's episode 55. Thanks for joining us. Yes, as Dad mentioned, a rainy, cold May Saturday for us in Calgary. Right now we'll be golfing. We had a tee-off time today for 2.30 and we are in the basement recording instead. Yeah, weather was pretty bad. So, um... We're going to get started. Uh, let's talk first about uh, oh, a shout out to our new listener from North Carolina, Michael Jordan's home state. No, Michael Jordan did not listen. That would be cool. But we got a listener from North Carolina. And speaking of North Carolina, um, to, uh, it was in, this was ESPN News today, but Michael Jordan, a Michael Jordan game war North Carolina. Tar Heel jersey sold today for $1.38 million. That's $1.38 for a jersey. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, I guess we're not shocked. Okay. And just, oh, my. But, oh, my. Uh, it does break a record. You're not uh, shocked, but, oh, my goodness. It's, it's, uh, it's mind-blowing. But when you stop to think about it, yeah, it's acceptable these days. But uh, it does break a, a, a Michael Jordan jersey uh, record. He previously had a jersey, a Chicago Bulls uh, worn jersey from the 1986-87 season that sold for $480,000. This is a college jersey that sold for almost three times, actually greater than three times. But, Amazing. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. So thanks for listening, uh, Carolina, uh, North Carolina, and welcome aboard. We have now 15 states uh, that have listened to us here up in uh the great white north so welcome okay so let's you know what we talked about this at the end of last show and let's bring it back do you want to talk we'll talk about the kentucky derby really quick we'll start this show off with some horse racing and just to recap this race we were talking last week about if the gray horse was going to win yeah well the gray horse uh, uh did not win and the name of that gray horse uh was essential quality but it lost out i think it came in fourth but a horse by the name of medina spirit won the 147th running of the Kentucky Derby. And this horse was a 12 to one favorite. And I guess when it comes to course, uh, horse racing, that is a quite a long shot. And its trainer uh, is a fellow by the name of Bod Baffert. And he's, I've seen him, we've seen him on TV before. If you follow racing, he's always there at the end. He's got super white gray hair and he just stands out, but maybe stands out because the horses that he trains always seem to win. He is now he was the trainer of Medina Spirit, and um, because of the win, this is his seventh Derby. He's won this. He has trained seven horses, uh, the most all time, uh, and now he's trained seven Kentucky Derby winners, seven Preakness Stake winners, three Belmont. Uh, again, famous horses includes American Pharaoh in 2015 and Justify in 2018. Triple Crown winners. Um, you know, Tom Brady has won seven Super Bowls. Uh, LeBron James, Jacob, five NBA championships. He's won, he's won four NBA championships. Uh, well, here's a guy that's trained horses after horses to these huge uh, victories. So it's a whole different sport. Um, uh, if you read up on it, apparently this, it was just the, the even, even this trainer himself was just so surprised that his horse was able to, I guess it was halfway, the ho- halfway through the race and the, the horse was, was kind of was leading and, 
the uh, the trainer himself was surprised. He thought, well, maybe he'll hang on and actually win this thing because he really did not expect his horse to win it. Mm, so it was a very interesting, quick race. If you didn't watch it, it took like two minutes, three minutes. Very fast sport. It's crazy how fast those horses run. We'll see what he does. Next will be the Preakness Stakes again, uh, the Medina Spirit, and Bob Baffert is his name, and uh, uh, maybe people like uh, LeBron James. we got LeBron James, we got people that keep going on, LeBron and um, um, and uh, Tom Brady, and then we got Bob Baffert. These are anyway. the, the three most famous people in the oh. world. Sports-wise. Oh, yeah. LeBron James. What do you say? LeBron James? Tom Brady and Bob Baffert. Yeah. Yeah, very. I that's a, that is very arguable, and I don't I don't agree. Anyway, so I said well, I want to come up with some horse names. So after the episode, I hear the name. Don't you tell me your favorite one? One horse name I got I put in is Chef Curry. Okay. Lottery ticket. We got Mirror Selfie, Wind Whisper, and Sea Breeze. Which one's your favorite? Sea Breeze actually sounds like the name of a previous horse. Well, maybe it, I don't know if it was. Uh, I think what was your second one? Uh, lottery ticket. I like that one. That'd be an interesting one, especially if it's like the favorite because lottery tickets, you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, it, was, it was a good, it was a good, um, it was a good race. But anyway, let's get on to another. Let's get on to another subject. I, I, I honestly cannot offer a lot into horse racing. Oh, we're getting into it. Um, if we let's discuss the NBA really quickly. LeBron James is still injured with that ankle injury. Apparently, it might not get. He might, I heard from the Athletic. I listened to their podcast, and they said it might not. He might not get to a hundred percent on it ever again. It's a bad injury. Do you know what he did as a podiatrist? Do you know his injury? The extent, I think it's like a higher up, it's a higher ankle injury. Can Nagging you talk about that? injury, higher ankle sprain, lots of ligaments involved. Take their, their, it could take weeks, it could take months to go can away. Can you ever fully recover? Uh, I, I would say so. I would okay. Say so. Um, anyway, the Lakers now, without LeBron James, he wasn't playing, are in seventh place. So normally it's like, okay, they're in seventh place. Uh, they would be currently, they're about four games about sorry three and a half games ahead of the memphis grizzlies but they're not in the seventh seed doesn't mean you're in the playoffs at all because they would have to be facing the golden state warriors in a play-in game and lebron james is speaking out against the play-in game that he hates it well i don't think he'd be I, maybe i don't know if he was how he, he's probably asked about it because they're in like the play-in game a potential play-in game team he never expected to be in. He, the yeah they wouldn't be asking if the, the lakers were in that situation but he, he hates it i think it's fine um, I, I think it's really, I think it's cool to shake it up. Um, but again, it's like 10 of the teams have a chance and five of them don't. It is a lot of teams, 10 out of 15 to have a chance to make the playoffs, but, uh, ooh, it's not looking good for Lakerland, especially after they won, um, last year, they're not looking as good with these injuries to LeBron and AD. Uh, but it's interesting to see them in a, in, in a, in the seventh spot. So and face off against we'll, the see, Warriors. we'll see where they face off at the end. I, I don't think, I think, uh, Against the Warriors, I would like the Warriors' chances if, if LeBron's obviously not playing. Um, but the compelling thing about this Western Conference thing, about the Western Conference, is that you could have both the Lakers and Warriors as 7th and 8th seeds be facing off against, like, Utah and Phoenix, who aren't, like, you know, if the Clippers are... I guess all matches are, all first-round matches are going to be, like, no, non-guarantees compared to the Eastern Conference, which is, I don't know, there's still some strong teams in there, but it's... I would want to play the Washington Wizards in a seven-game series. There's a little bit of uh, they, 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 they'd have nothing to lose. They'd be going it, nothing to lose. They'd have to go into the play-in game. They'll need two wins from that play from the play-in tournament. 
yeah. which takes place around, uh, I think about 10 days from now. So we'll be discussing that as it comes up, but I want to bring up that because uh, it's pretty interesting to see the Lakers and LeBron James in a pretty vulnerable situation. So uh, yeah, um, let's just quickly talk. I want to bring up really quickly, Albert Pujols. He is done with that Los Angeles Angel of Anaheim, 41-year-old. Uh, baseball players played for the St. Louis Cardinals and I think the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And um, I remember, I think I discussed this on a previous podcast. We saw him in spring training. I remember we saw him hit two home runs. This was like three years ago. So, um, do you think he got signed by somebody else? Some people think he didn't. They didn't say, They didn't get rid of him so nicely that they didn't have even have the the send off season. It was pretty abrupt. Uh, well, there's a long season ahead, and if, if if he's taking up a pretty important spot in the lineup, and they want to put somebody else who's hitting the ball better, then I agree. He's hitting be below better. 200, and sometimes it's time to say goodbye. But uh, maybe somebody will bring him up as a left-handed hitter, pitch uh, or uh, hit the odd game as a as a designated hitter. But his time might have uh, come to an end. But certainly a Hall of Famer, yeah, making a ton of money still. Yes, yeah. Uh, we, let's go. Okay, so let's talk about. Another Canadian win on the on the in the golf uh, in the golfing world. Mike Weir. We've talked about Mike Weir on this show uh, several times over the last uh, fifty five episodes. Uh, Mike Weir last week outduels John Daly in the seniors tour. Uh, seniors tour, and in this called the Insperity Invitational. They only played thirty six holes because the first eighteen were rained out, so they played thirty six holes. Mike Weir's first win. Since 2007, um, congratulations to Mike. It was the week before that we were talking about Brooke Henderson, and the week before that we were talking about Adam Svensson. We got it going on all tours. Let's hear for the Canadian golfers. Uh, you know, we're almost going to be talking about Stephen Ames today, Jacob, because Stephen Ames is playing on the seniors today, and he is currently in the top ten. Uh, so we might be talking about Stephen Ames next year. He's going to have, to have a, uh, next week. He's going to have, to have a big fourth day. But congratulations to Mike Weir. Uh, one of our regular listeners, Steve O, known as a Steve O, that's right, with the O for the last name, uh, with Steve O, um, also a big golf fan, and he was watching the back nine last week and watched John Daly put in the water on the on the 18th hole. But uh, Steve, who uh, spent some time as a grad student uh, working in Sarnia, Ontario, which is where Mike Weir is from, um uh he just quotes this is my friend this is our, our listener steve O saying that he was a member of brights grove uh, golf and country club and at that time there was quite a buzz going on at the club about some young kid named mike weir so um he, uh, congratulations to mike and uh, that's great that steve O brought that up lots of canadian fans cheering on mike uh, weir and uh he's struggling a little bit this weekend isn't he jacob he's playing in the, in, a, in a majors uh, Jacob, do you know when John Daly last won a tournament? I did look that up. Um, I think he won on the P. Did he win on the PGA Tour Champions? I think he won on the PGA Tour Champions in his like first year. Probably like what? When was his last win though? What probably year? Probably like 2017. My uh, first for John Daly. Yeah, I got it back to going back to the Buick Invitational 2004. And I don't. I'm gonna have to fact check that. That does not seem right. I don't mean to be uh that's fine you can check that out uh, and some of our listeners might be listening too can find that out but john Daly, the way i found he's won several times in the pga and in europe and i think in asia but as far he as he won the insperity invitational um i think it's different than this in 2017 on the pga tour champions okay so maybe 2000 and 
four was his last PGA win. Is that yeah, what I his can... last PGA tour? Win, all right, so you're right. All right, you got yeah. Fair enough. So, congrats. And uh, who's going to be the next golf winner next year? We got uh, congratulations. I heard today on the radio that who's going to be the next Taylor Pendrith from the Corn Ferry is going to be uh, play, playing in the PGA tour uh, and tour next year. And I heard some news this week, Jacob, talking about the Corn Ferry Tour, that the prize money is going to be increasing starting in 2023. It's going to be going up from 600000 to $1 million. Per tournament. Per tournament. Like and it for just the goes to show the caliber of players that are playing um, in this level of, and they're going on to play in the PGA. Uh, greater talent, and I think it's a great investment to future, to future uh, players. The players are apparently super happy, you know, more money, more money to help support these young families uh, and something that does certainly reflect on their talent. Jacob, the tour, the tour started in 1990 and the prize money back in 1990 was probably 50,000, 100,000. So it's gone 10 times uh, in over the last 33 years. Wow. It's, it's pretty, it's a lot. That's, that's what you call inflation, inflation in the mot and in uh, if you look in probably the 1910s, there wasn't even a Corn Ferry tour. It was all, I don't even think there was like a PGA tour back in the 1910s. Well, the Corn Ferry started in 1990. Yeah, it's, it's so that's something I wanted to bring up. Congratulations to the Corn Ferry. Their prize money got up to 1 million bucks. These guys will be making a little bit of a living. It's great. And uh, we'll see if Adam Svensson and Pender, I'm pretty sure both of them are now will be playing in the PGA next year. Okay, so sticking on with golf, sticking with golf. Um, this week, I'm part of this thing called the PGA Tour Fan Council. So basically, they send out surveys, and you answer questions about like the PGA Tour, and you, they gauge interests, and et cetera, et cetera. They have one for the NBA as well. But what, what I did is I looked at the results from this one survey, and what we had to do one time is rank like our favorite players. So I found the top five. So I want you to guess who is in the top five of the, of the most favorite players according to these avid PGA Tour fans who are part of the Fan, fan Council. I want you to guess who's in the top five. Top, top five popular. popular players. Okay, uh, let's go with um, Rory McIlroy. He's number four. Is your man Ricky on that list? He's number five. Uh, Dustin Johnson. Number three. Oh, not bad. Wow, right? you're doing pretty good on the uh, Family Feud version of Indoor Sports. Uh, or Indoor Sports version of the now, Family now Feud. Now I'm blanking. Now I'm blanking. We have to come back to this. I'd like to think that... Uh, Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods is number two. 48% of people picked Tiger Woods as part of that top three. Uh, 42 with DJ, 36 with Rory, and 31 with Ricky. Um, I don't know if you're going to guess number one. I was surprised to hear number one. So that's him. Brooks Kepka, no. Brooks Kepka, no. He was was quite a bit. He's at about 11%. Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas is the number one player, surprisingly. Good job. You did it. 49% 49% of people pick Justin Thomas. He's their favorite player. I'm not sure if it's because he's, you know, not the biggest guy, um, but he's like, he's, of course, he's been winning a lot. And it's because he, it's because he's winning a lot and because um, he's, a, you know, a good personality and he's, he's, you know, somewhat charismatic. So that's probably why he's up there. But Tiger Woods still 48%. Interesting that Justin Thomas said this week that he has not been asked to play in the Super League golf tour. Yeah. The Super so that's interesting based on what you just said. But yet he knows he's the, him or his agents haven't been reached out. To, they haven't been called upon to. Yeah. Uh, well, this is one survey. And, you know, some of these guys, you know, have and some of them have it. Phil Mickelson was sixth. 
28%, and then Jordan Spieth, 25%. I'm surprised Jordan Spieth was that low. John Rahm, also on the low board, lower, low side at 12%, and Bryson DeChambeau at 15%. He's probably just getting up. He's probably going to become one of the most popular. And then Patrick Reed, I got at 5%, and Matsuyama at 3%. But this was before the Masters. He winning, won the Masters, probably going to go up. Um I also had my so my top five is Rory, Ricky, Tiger, and then probably Xander Shoffley and Matthew Wolf, like those kinds of those players. Probably Rory, Ricky, and Tiger. They're in like kind of the tier one for me. But for you, I was thinking about your favorite players. You like a bunch of Canadians. There were no Canadians on this list. Maybe some people pick Canadians, but it wasn't enough to make the list. Um, who are your five favorite players? Well, I'd have to prepare this in advance and look at the list. Can you know you who make- I like and who I don't. I'd have. All I your have, Canadians. I have the Canadians. I do like Patrick well, that's five Reed. Right there. Oh, yeah, Patrick Reed. I like Patrick Reed. I like Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Um, I don't mind Justin Thomas. But I don't even mean my top five. But uh, you would have to look at this. There's certainly players that I do like, and other players that are not so much my favorite. Yeah. So I thought that. I thought that was pretty. I thought it was pretty interesting, in yeah. terms of that. Um, and then really quickly, really quickly, Sam Burns. Sam Burns uh, won last week. And uh, he won the Balfour Championship, his first win. He's been up there a few times this year. And um, now Rory McIlroy, he's in contention for the first time since November of 2019. He's looking for his first win since November 2019. He's never won since COVID. Well, who knows how? Yeah, who knows how long? I was going to say since COVID started, but he hasn't won since the restart. He has not won for a long time. He's looking to break out of that spell. So Rory right there, and then, yeah, that's your PJ Tour update. Well, that is great. So good luck to your man, Rory McIlroy, today or tomorrow's round. Uh, he is overdue for a win. Now, Major League Baseball, every week we're talking no hitters, no hitters, no hitters. Uh, batting average these days is .233. Hitters are having a record low batting average, and pitchers seem to be getting no hitters left, right, and center. Um, when I was preparing for this late uh, yesterday, I was talking. I was writing about Baltimore Orioles John Means, who had a, uh, a no hitter against Seattle this week, six to zero win. Uh, he only unfortunately had a wild pitch in the third inning, but went on to give up no hits the rest of the game. The last Baltimore Oriole pitcher, a lot of us have heard of Jim, uh, uh, Jim Palmer. I think he used to do underwear commercials. Didn't he? I don't know or whatever. I have no idea. But uh, I think he has got a sports show too. But anyway, congratulations to Baltimore's. Uh, John Means. Uh, so that's yes. Yeah, so that that was the third no hitter of this year. And then two days later, last night, Joe. Uh, sorry, two day, uh, yesterday, I should say. Last night, Wade Miley of the Cincinnati Reds uh, had a uh, had a no hitter again. Um, this was again against Cleveland because Cleveland was shut out earlier this year by I can't remember if that was by um, uh, Joe Musgrove or or Carlos Rondon. Uh, but um, this is the earliest in the calendar year that there's been four no hitters since uh, since 1917. Uh, back then, by May 6, this is 1917. There already had been five, but there's been four this year, and so in the second season ever to have four no hitters before the end of May. And today is only May 8th, so that's that's amazing that these pitchers are going out. The batters are having difficulty striking the ball, whether it's the different weight in the ball or 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 new, what do you call it? Um, you know, the new stats and their analytics, analytics and et cetera, and the weather and the humidity, and maybe that's all playing a role. And of course, COVID and who's playing and who's not. But 
nonetheless, there's been four no hitters and congratulations to those. I should say that it was interesting that Wade Miley yesterday, he seems like a likable guy when you read about him, but his four-year-old son uh, put a fake tattoo of the Incredible Hulk on his on his arm before yesterday's game. And um, and Wade uh, Miley made Wade Miley made reference to this, thinking that because of the tattoo of the Hulk, he had greater strength oh. and was able to throw the ball that much harder. So, you know, maybe something to be said about that. Um, the tattoo. Hulk. So for all of our listeners out there that need more strength, reach out for the Hulk. Yeah, the Hulk. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I have no, I have no follow up except that I think yeah, the Hulk is like the strongest superhero that comes to mind. So, I don't know. I'm not sure what else to say with that. Um, Other than amazing that we're getting these no hitters, the most in 103. Yeah, it's surprising so. to keep that we keep seeing that. And the, the one thing that keeps surprising me is that there hasn't been like a perfect game since like 2012, and there's like three that year. So I don't know when's a perfect game gonna happen. Um, it's crazy. Like they're always so close. That it was a hit by pitch or a wild. But pitch. the fact that there was like something like three in 2012 or 2013 in that one season, and that we haven't seen one since. And yeah, I know we've been close. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've been. There's been a lot, a lot of close calls. Who's, which teams gonna have the next no hitter? And are they gonna get before the end of this month? Like no hitter. Yeah, just pull out a team, and they gonna have another no hitter before the end of this month. San Diego Padres. They've had one already. Yeah, they're getting another one, and uh, it'll take place in June, early June. What do you think? Well, I think the Toronto Blue Jays are going to get one in two weeks from now. Wow. So okay. so I'll mark my calendar right. for Saturday, May 22nd. Sure. And that'll be good. Um, let's talk. I'm going to go back to golf for a second. Um, it is currently Steve Stricker who is leading the um, – who's leading? I'm, Seniors. On the region. Who's leading – the PJ Tour Champions Regents tradition, their first major of the year. Can you guess what what Steve Stricker's wife or daughter's names are? You get one guess. Wife and daughter, different names. Just uh, one name. Lisa. Good guess, but no. His wife's name is Nikki, and his daughter's names are Bobby and Izzy. So they all. I thought that was cool to bring up because they all rhyme. I don't know. Okay. Um, but in second play, I just saw it on his Wikipedia page. I was like, they all rhyme. I want to bring it up. Um, Alex Cheka is currently second at minus 13. Alex Cheka just turned 50, plays on the, played on the PJ Tour, I think, the Corn Ferry Tour. And uh, he's from, he has, like, he represents Germany, but he's also from uh, Czech Republic as well. So a German and Czech uh, golfer. Um, and then last week, it was Hyoju Kim who won the HSBC Women's World Championship. And tonight, the final round of the Honda LPGA Thailand. Um, that will be taking place tonight around in the morning in Thailand. And the leader right now is the winner of the a Inspiration, Patty Tavitanike, looking for that second win. She's from Thailand, looking for that win in Thailand. Lydia Ko, two back. And Hannah Green is three back. She finished second last week and tied for third in L.A. the week prior. So looking to go tied for third, second, first. Uh, this is also one more thing I want to bring up. Amy Bockerstedt. I don't know if you've heard. Have you heard of the name Amy Bockerstedt? Negative. Well, she hit one. She she had. She's a a college golfer who has Down syndrome, and she was invited to play the 17th hole at TPC Scottsdale, like the you know the hole with all the fans. This was maybe three years ago, and she met. She made. She made par in front of all these fans in a pro am with Gary Woodland, and they started a a a, a good friendship. But she is the first person to compete in a national, in an NCAA um, 
athletic championship. So the first, I think the first person, the first person with Down syndrome to compete in it, which is amazing. And Balker said attends Paradise Valley Community College. So uh, she's a guy, she's a good golfer and, and it's a good story. If you want to see like, if you want to see a nice feel good story, Amy Balker said Gary Woodman. And what, and what tell me again, what colleges she represents? She represents Paradise Valley Community College. I'm not quite sure that is. It's in the United States, okay. but uh, great. But yeah, congrats! Uh, awesome news. That's a, I mean not news, but that's a great, very enlightening. Um, again, thank you everybody listening in the house sports with J and J. A few, a few little faults. I'm going to throw a question out to my son Jacob here. He's the other J or is the first J, whatever you want to call. Uh, just but just uh, briefly, last week there was uh, four Canadians that were drafted into the NFL, and there was also. Uh, four Canadians undrafted that also made it in the NFL. We just just to follow up, uh, Sherwood Parks Chuba, is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Chuba Hubbard was uh, a running back was picked uh, fourth round, 126 overall by the Carolina Panthers. And we mentioned also uh, Calgaria Calgarian also already came from Nigeria, I believe, went to Texas and then to Calgary. Uh, Amen Ogo Ogbogbamiga, a linebacker was. Is going to the San Diego Chargers, so we'll see if he can make it a stick in the NFL. Um, if not, we might see that fellow, the Calgary boy, yeah, playing in the in the, in the CFL. So congratulations to the ham. It's always fun to follow the Canadians in the NFL. Um, Russell Westbrook uh, got his 180th triple double this week, and I looked that up uh, to see where he stands overall. And right now, he stands overall second to Oscar Robertson, who finished with 181 triple-doubles. I mean, um, if you look at this list, uh, Jacob, LeBron James has had 99 triple-doubles. James Harden, 58. Um, some other names, Giannis, the Greek freak, 25. Kobe Bryant only had 21. Um, Kyle Lowry of the Raptors, 18. How many? Well, I don't think Kobe, Kobe Bryant's not the kind of guy that would get a lot of rebounds still. and assists. He's the scorer. I know, but still, uh, how many do you think did you, you say Ma- did you say Michael Jordan yet or no? Yeah. What? How many has he had? Um, I'll get Michael, uh, the, I, I'm sorry, I may not have said that one. I'm just looking at the ones that are here in bold. Uh, um, your guy, Steph Curry, how many do you think he's had? He's probably had like three. Seven. Alonzo uh, Ball. Ball. <laughs> Ball. Seven. I'm sorry. I should I said Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Ball. Excuse me. Has had seven. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Trey Young has had three. There's, there is a name on here that's young, and he's had, uh, and he's already. Uh, uh, that's uh, Luca Doncic's already at 35. So he's. You know, there's a guy. Well, I look at this list. I mean, Russell Westbrook, 180. I just. It's actually wow. It's a bit of a wow factor. Uh, his scoring is to me is definitely the weakest of the three, the assists and he's rebounding uh, like uh, like Superman out there. And he is helping uh, Mr. Beal lead Washington into the uh, playoff uh, 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 tournament. But uh, Jacob, how many do you think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had? Um, probably had like 15. 21. That's pretty good. I'll take that. And, uh, and then so, uh, and then lastly here, I'll just throw out a name for you here. Oh, Bradley Beal, his, his his running teammate. How many has he had in his career? He's probably had like four. The answer is two. So, 180 for Westbrook. I mean, it's, it's and how many amazing. has Oscar Robertson had? 181. Oh wow! So it's really close. Well, I don't. Did you? Met, I don't know if you mentioned that. Like that's really really close. It's going to be happening that he's going to pass him. 
And like, again, probably this year. Well, probably next game or next He's game. Tie him and then pass him the next game. Probably the next game. Uh, these are statistics that have been since 1950-51. Um, uh, they didn't track apparently triple doubles until 1979-1980 when Magic Johnson started doing this. But they they go back in time, I guess, and they were able to go back to 1950-51. And this is a uh, uh, not an official statistics, but this is uh, close enough from uh, from where I got this. But why from. not? Why this is official? Well, I think it is official. Well, it says here. Uh, oh or, or, yeah, no, they didn't start keeping triple doubles until they maybe there were in nineteen forties, but no, that's good. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, what Russell Westbrook going at the end of the day, who's going to have the most the most triple doubles in NBA history? I'm thinking like, uh, you think that Doncic could be the like have the record? Well, it's interesting. There's nowhere. There's nobody that's coming close. But if you look at who's coming in the rearview mirror, he's maybe got a chance, but. Uh, he would need to. He would need a lot more. He needs to turn to the triple double machine. And then Nikola Jokic, as you said, like fifty six. That's a lot. You see all these active players up here. Well, as who well. did you say before Nikola? Who did you just Doncic. Say? I was saying Doncic, and now I was saying Jokic. Oh, Jokic. Jokic, Jokic. Jokic also has is also. Um, Where's Jokic on the list? Jokic is ninth currently with fifty five triple doubles. That's. Uh, Next week on the show, we'll be talking more about NBA seedings. We got NHL seedings coming around the board around around the clock. Uh, we'll talk about our early the season uh, predictions for NHL between Jake and myself, Jacob's grandfather. We got Mr. Barone and Yisco and Roberto. Um, just to compare, a lot of people at Toronto um, and Edmonton at the top. There's also some people at Calgary at the top, and Calgary's. Uh, about an hour or two from missing the clock, uh, missing the playoffs. He'll be out of it by uh, by dinner time tonight. Anyway, a lot of as you said, a lot of good sports happening in the next two weeks. Uh, can Rory finally cash in on that PGA Tour, PGA Championship just two weeks away? And uh, yeah, I'll be seeing if Hannah Green can go from third to second to first. Have a good night. <laughs>